Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vettel, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome back, everyone, to the Level Up Latina podcast. This is episode 69, and I don't say it on any kind of like double entendre or double meaning. It's just 69. That means we've made it so far so good to the age where we can talk about anything and everything like we usually do in our random episodes. And today... We are going to be having a few celebratory drinks as we are celebrating the fact that the Level of Latina podcast got featured under the Apple podcast success category for Latinx Heritage Month. Here's to that. How are we feeling today, mujeres? Super excited. Super excited. It's an honor for sure. Cheers, cheers, cheers. They got a message. Did you know you ladies got featured for Latinx Heritage Month on Apple Podcasts? I'm like, ah, no, but thank you for sharing. But I couldn't click on it because I'm an Android user now. So I me ves toda emocionada queriendo saber si es verdad. And yes, it was so true. It, and it made me feel so excited, so happy, this joy of the stories that we're sharing every week with our listeners are being heard and it's resonating and it's really making an impact. So I'm so excited. Super, super excited. How are you girls feeling about that? Congratulations, mujeres. What I feel is that it has been a labor of love and a lot of hard work and a lot of consistency and commitment and focused on maybe not being perfect, but progressing forward. And every week you can count on our podcast. And I'm really proud of my co-founders that have worked so hard. The three of us have done so much to make sure that we just pour into this podcast and to get the recognition means a lot. And it means more because it's helping people. It truly is helping women. And we're hearing about how much women enjoy the podcast. And to have this broad feature is an honor. And we just want to keep doing the work. And that's why we're going to today drink a little and keep it super informal. And maybe the kids are going to appear on the show. And maybe the husbands are going to be here. It's an oddball. But that's so honest. I like that about the podcast too. So thank you, iTunes. Absolutely. Yeah. When Vettel messaged us on Friday, we were just finishing dinner and I was looking at their uh, group message. I'm like, wait, what? What? Like, and I told Luis, I'm like, look, we got featured. I'm like, wait. And it, that mean, I was like clicking. Like, I wanted to see it for myself as well. And I was just excited sharing it with people. And yeah, it's definitely, like Irene says, a labor of love. And we've a year in, a year and a half in of recording weekly and bringing the show to everyone and just getting p- very, like lots of positive feedback. It's just like, this is our gig. This is what we love to do. And we're doing it because we love to connect with women. And we wish, I think growing up and going through different phases in our lives, we wish we would have had women sharing their stories and what they went through. So it's just, it's, it's very exciting. So overall, it's been a our stories are not the only ones we're sharing. We're sharing the stories of our moms, of our friends, of the women we know. And we keep them nameless, but we are sharing them because we know that someone out there might identify with it and be like, hey, I'm in that same situation and I'm there. Guide me through this process. Guide me to success, right? How do I overcome this obstacle? Well, how do I see the brighter, the bright light at the end of the tunnel in a positive way, right? So the way I like the way Evelyn put me put it to me, she's like, Veronica, she's like, Vero, it's such a concrete and tangible reflection of our hard work. And it is like, for me, 
right, with the three kids and, you know, trying to find quiet time. So today you might hear a little bit of my daughter here and there, my husband trying to watch some football. I got kicked out of both of our bedrooms because the kids are napping. That's part of my everyday mom routine. But the thing that I'm passionate about and the things that I know that are, are important to me is the Level Up Latina podcast. Me being here, being present and sharing my ideas, my thoughts, my stories, the stories of the people I know, the women before us, for the women ahead of us. As we have these celebratory drinks and we share more today in our random episode, which you guys know, be prepared, our random episode is very random. <laughs> so by the end of the show, forgive us if um, I'm slurring or someone's slurring. We're going to have a lot of listeners. We already saw that our charitable account went skyrocketing thanks to iTunes, right? And you're going to get to know us for the first time. But I think we have stripped down to random. So you're going to get to know the best of us because there's not going to be a subtopic. It's literally three friends that love the work and love what we do. So get to know us today. And like Vettel said, maybe forgive us or maybe fall in love with us and come back every week. I don't know. Please, maybe. Cheers. <laughs> Burp. Cheers. I don't know. <laughs> it was gulp. It was a deep gulp for me right gulp. now. Sorry, you might have to edit that out. But it was like No, I love gulp. it. <laughs> yeah, la cerveza makes me burp. Right. <laughs> it is. I already it got is. my burps out. I got my burps out in our earlier part of our meeting where we were discussing everything we had to talk about to keep our business moving forward. There's so much going on. There's so many things that we're trying to get on track. And and we're learning. We're, I mean, we've been a year in business, right? It's been a, a little bit over a year of our podcast. And every day we learn something new. Every day we're trying to implement new things that work for us. We're learning which way to move our business as entrepreneurs, as women, as Latinas. We're knowing which way to pave the road. Like, are we going to light it on fire or are we going to just break things down slowly? But I'm ready to just share more than just celebrate this feature. Celebrate what it is to be who we are as Latinas as our business owners and the things that are going through our mind, there's so much stuff going through my mind right now. I had a list put together and I went from naming it from talking about our feature to our saggy boobies after nursing to, you know, the holidays coming up to, you know, everything that you can imagine it's going through my mind and I'm like ready to just discuss with my girls to kick things off. I know we were going to save something for this episode. We started talking about date nights and how I haven't had a drink in forever. So I might be the first one to just bend over, not a bend over it. <laughs> and grab my ankle. I'm glad you're in the room. I'm glad that you're there and that you warned everybody. And we've said, hey, there are some interactions here that are new to the show. Our studio like, is, our spouse yeah. is probably watching as we bend over. You didn't hear that, honey. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's, He's, He's like looking over by the living room. Like, what did I just hear? Excuse For new listeners I mean, like that need to be reminded, Beto has had a baby recently. And so she's easing back into drinking except for today because we're celebrating so she's drinking she's taking some shots she's mm -hmm. had some beer she has this delicious looking michelada doesn't that make you want a michelada there's beer in yes. the house look at her big old mug there's wine with a little kiss a red kiss we're known for that vessel red kiss on my cup we're drinking and welcome and Vettel's bending over and some of us might pass out it is what it is it's so random but welcome to our show I meant I'm going to be the first one lean over the toilet puking and you guys are not here to hold my hair. I'm not bending over it. But anyway, that might be doing that too. Who knows? Who knows? Um, lean so in, we were talking lean about <laughs> lean in. Let's lean in. And if it's too much, I might just back away. So <laughs> date nights. I mean, for me, I haven't had a drink in months. And I mean, in the sense of a hard drink. And right now I'm taking shot. I had taken, I've taken two shots so far 
of Grey Goose Vodka. I'm not promoting anyone or getting anything in, in return for that. But if you want to pay but, us Grey Goose Vodka, <laughs> you know where to find us. And you want to pay us. It's a whole nother story. Sponsorship. Yes, always. And I've had two of those shots. And I just tried this new sparkling water that is delicious too. Also, not a paid ad. But I think, Irene, you had mentioned that you, you don't normally drink. Like, I've seen you drink LaCroix. But I tried the Aha. Uh-huh. This is delicious. So I'm chasing my shots and it's delicious. And I feel good. And then I do have my chela on the side because I'm a multi-drinker. I mean, multitasker. <laughs> <laughs> no, she is a multi-drinker and a multitasker. Oh, that That's that why too. she mm-hmm. makes the big bucks mm-hmm. here. So with that, I mean, I we were talking about off the radio. <laughs> off the radio. See, guys? Off the air. Was, off the off air. The air. Yeah. We were talking off the air about dates and how I felt um, Irene and her husband went on their compadre date yesterday, which I think is a great, a great thing you guys do monthly with your compadres. I love the ideas you have to create that still feeling of like being, you know, involved socially with others during this time. And for me, I'm a scary cat in the sense I'm not, I don't fear for my life, but I'm just like, Hey, I'm going to just take all the precautions necessary. I'm not ready to go out and be about, I have a six month old, I have a almost three-year-old and I have an almost two-year-old. I, I can't, I can't do that. So I give you props for being out and living that life for me. So I'm living through you. So I see your stories on Instagram yesterday, last night, and I see you at CNO's Trattoria. That place is delicious. So Besides good. the fact, yeah, they have the, their food is amazing. The, the ambiance has always been really cool. It's always packed. It has like that family feel being at the Olive Garden, but being at a family place. Their food is delicious. And they have these things called the garlic knots. Yeah. At, they're so good. So good. But My I husband's like, there. I think I had like 10 of these. But I see you there on a date night. Yeah, I would have the whole basket plus more because they kind of bring a mess. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so they're finger looking good. But I see you out there and you're keeping yourself active. And not only that, you're keeping your, your relationship alive with your husband and being out there. So I felt really like a FOMO, but at the same time, just very happy to see that. And I'm like, I'm ready for some date nights with my husband at home, maybe right now, and a little escape. So I'm sure many, many more people are. Maybe guide us through a little bit, Irene, in how the process of what you do, like what what helps what helps you like kind of not rationalize, but be like, this is okay. We're going to, these are the steps we're going to take to kind of keep our life as normal as possible during this time. Good question, Vero. You know, it's funny because a few months ago, my husband and I were like complete different sides of the spectrum and we were having really uncomfortable conversations around what we wanted because when this first started, we were both hunkered down and away from people and very serious and away from his family and my family, my mom, who's older. And as things eased up and restaurants started to open, we thought, okay, we'll venture out into restaurants. That was our first sort of go at this. And then his family came into town from traveling. And when his family came into town, I was kind of like, that just means all bets are off and family members are going to come over and I don't know where your parents are. And it was a real contentious couple of weeks. I'm going to be really honest with people. Maybe there's couples out there that are not agreeing on how to handle COVID. And it's so easy and it's a honeymoon when you can agree, but it's so hard when you disagree. So we had to have a lot of conversations and a lot of heartfelt sort of moments where what makes me comfortable makes me uncomfortable. And he got to the point where he was like, you know, we're just going to have to start doing our best to somewhat simulate living our lives safe, take precautions. He's like, but you know, babe, I want to see my parents and I want them to come here and I want to be safe when they come here and they're going to wear masks. But if my parents then decide to go to dinner or to Costco or here or there, and then they come over, like we're assuming that responsibility. And I remember feeling scared. Like, I don't want to assume that responsibility for anyone that might not be doing the right thing when they leave the home and the right thing being whatever's right to you. For some people, it's not leaving the home. For other people, it's, you know, masks and hand sanitizer and washing their hands. And some people don't even believe in masks. 
it's just so scary. But we went baby steps and we both agreed that let's do our best to try to live our lives as best we can. So we do have this other couple that we have dinners with once a month in public places and restaurants that are supposedly COVID safe. This one felt a little busier than I would have liked, but they have a great system and they seem to be really trying to keep people away and masks on. But there were a lot of people in this outdoor seating area. And other than that, we have a family that we hang out with here locally and they tell us all the time about like who they're around and we do the same and we know that our kids can kind of play with each other. And we've been talking about Halloween because we know Halloween's going to be such a crazy time. But we're doing our very, very best to just stay on the same page with my husband, do things that appear to be safe, but some might say going to a restaurant isn't safe. Some might say seeing your neighbors isn't safe. So we've just sort of baby steps one at a time. We haven't always agreed. And sometimes we definitely have argued about being on different sides of the aisle. And the thing with me and my mom and her being older, like I've just decided she, for her own mental health, needs us in her life. The first three months of this was hard. And my pobre madre, you know, like she's on her own, constantly she's already older. She doesn't drive. She can, she has struggles walking and struggles seeing and I'm like, we can't do this to her, but we can't not see her. Like, this is going to be terrible for her. She didn't end up having a different effect than la pobre escola. Yeah. So we had to make some major moves. So what I do, I've committed to taking her to doctor's appointments. She's got to go to the doctor anyway. It's super safe at Kaiser. I get a routine. I see her at least every time I got to take her appointment. So it's like twice a month. And then we'll do like a lunch or something in a safe place. So at first it was like no contact with my mom. And then I realized this woman is almost 80 and we've all just dropped off the face of the earth and just call her. Like, it's not cool, man. It's not like me being gone on vacation and only I don't see her. Nobody was seeing her at first and we wanted to protect her and keep her safe. But after a while, we're like, she's not going to be okay. Sola. So girl, it's been a conversation and a half and we're doing the best we can. And I pray to God, none of us get COVID and that we can stay safe. But we've been like tiptoeing into a lot of experiences. I think that's the way to do it. You have to tiptoe, tiptoe into it. What feels right for you? What's what's the best move? Ceci, your mom, she has gone through having chemo because of, of cancer. And you've also had to be very, very, very cautious. And how do you, you know, how you go in and handle your mom, like to be able to interact with her. And you guys are a very party family, you know, but you guys are so close knit and you guys are extend out so much and rely on that. Your mom, like you mentioned in one of our podcasts, she's the president of the of the fun club. No, cuando llegan todos los tíos y todo. How are you dealing with that in the sense of like keeping that together, you know, like with our families in that unit? So first off, yeah, we we go through. I guess we st we stagger our visits when we do go to Hayward. Because, yeah, we're thinking of my mom first and foremost, you know, because she is still undergoing treatment for cancer and and just taking the best precautions. Even now, even more so now that my girls are in school because they're with other children. They're exposed to, uh, you know, other children. We don't know what where the where their parents are doing and what what precautions they're taking. They do, however, like the school has been very very forward forward with us and indicating and highly, highly not, not making it mandatory, but suggesting that we don't socialize with people outside of the Bay area. So, um, and if we do, we need to like quarantine ourselves for two weeks. So when it comes to my mom, yeah, she comes over or we visit, but every time we, we do so the week prior, we get tested either Luis or myself. Wow. We've gotten tested because it's, it's so easy. Like I've, I've gone once Luis has gone like four or five times, but I've gone once and it's not, I was like stressing out and anxious. Just like, 
I don't like having things up in my nose or like by my, even when I've gotten my eyebrows done, I just get like anxious to have stuff <laughs> so close. I don't know. Get Girl, we know you. We know you. you're okay with <laughs> stuff. Like, what kind of stuff? There's some yeah, stuff. Come on. That you're okay with. <laughs> but it wasn't that bad. You know what? It wasn't that bad. I was like, I didn't even want to go by myself. And Luis is like, you're a grown ass woman. You can drive yourself. You don't even get, have to get out of the car. And I was like, fine. So like my fee and yeah, it was, fi- it was fine. I guess the procedure now with the, cotton swab is not to stick it way up there how they were doing it at the beginning and it's like it's not as uncomfortable but i was like prepared for the worst like i was so prepared for the worst and uh, i just remember thinking and like knowing that i had to open my mouth and everything (laughs) when it was getting tested but it was fine the results came in they texted to me the next day you know i I get the alert get i jumped at first but it was like it was negative so that's what we've been doing and it's been good all along this is not to say i that like the family the relatives in Hayward are being as as precautious. Again, I don't know what they're doing and how they're keeping safe, but for my our own sanity and our no like our own knowing like we're not the ones exposing my mom or my parents overall. It's just that's what we're doing and just keeping safe. Um like my mom's side of the family for the last 6 months have been for the most part, apart and not really seeing each, each other. And it was only in the last month or month and a half where they were slowly but surely kind of like starting gathering and a lot of like outside gathering. And I'm I'm, I, I'm here like preaching, telling like, please wear your mask. Like I've t- had to tell my mom, mom, ponte la máscara. Ya te vi en el video. No, pero es que con la bebida y no, no se puede. I'm like, no, cuando estabas ahí parada, no estabas con la bebida. Ponte tu máscara. <laughs> you know, me dice que tu tía, this, I think we talked about this yesterday. And haces que tu tía, no, I'm like, a mí me importas tú, ok? Tú ponte tu máscara. Yo tengo una pregunta. ¿Qué fue sí. ayer, Ceci? ¿Qué hiciste ayer? Oh, fue el, cumple- fue el cumpleaños de mi abuelita. So, yeah, my grandma turned 93. This is my, my grandmother, my only living grandparent. And she's my dad's mother. And I knew this birthday was coming up. So I reached out to me and I was like, Hey, I know COVID it's hard. Like, what should we do something? Maybe we can do like a staggered visit and see her like we did for mother's day, just from like La Puerta and like wave. And she said, I think maybe we can just like order food and, you know, see each other in the afternoon and just be outside. And everyone wear masks. And I even said, I even said, you know what, yeah, we get tested. We can get tested the week prior. And so that we know that we're okay to hug my grandma, you know, like it's her birthday. I wanted to hug her. Uh, so that's what it was. It was yesterday. And there was, um, my dad was playing his little, his music and there was food, there was a cake and everyone was wearing their mask. Everyone had like hand sanitizer. No one came into the house and we were there for about two and a half hours, three to three hours. And it was, my grandmother was really happy to see everyone. Um, you know, we took photos and it was just, it was nice to see everyone. It was short. Um, it was, it, this is again, this is my dad's side of the family. And it was just nice to see everyone, see that everyone's healthy and everyone being, you know, mindful about like, Hey, we're going through this pandemic. Let's keep our masks on doing it for my grandma. And so it was, she was just happy stuff. I like with the music, hasta bailando ella, you know, it was, so it was nice to see that. Yeah. That's really good. 93 and still feeling good. Que bueno. That's, so that's how I see you, Ceci. Te acuerdas cuando vimos esa película de <gasps> tu mamá también? Y está la viejita bailando en el bar, ahí, uh, así, great. moviéndose. 
<laughs> remember calling i was like sexy that's me. you when you're older that's gonna be you that's gonna be me and i kept calling you sexy sexy oh sexy like choreographer <laughs> that's how it started because you were like the one hours oh like choreographing our hau like things and oh, our dance parties so that's how i see you yeah you know, como I, hope, i really hope we all go to your 93rd birthday i know me awesome. too that would be so awesome be yeah my abuela she i mean mi mamá Petra, she, she has like una memoria, se acuerda de todo. Just, yes, she was, you know, se acuerda, she's like, remember when your sister, you know, my, Diana, when she was born y tú estabas ahí en el hospital and, and you were like looking at her through the window because you couldn't go in. And I was like, oh my gosh, she remembers this. And that was like 30, like 33, 34 years ago. How and much older are you than Diana? Five, way? like four and a half, five okay. years older. Okay. And then yesterday, oh, yesterday was really cute. She was like sitting near me and then she has this like white handkerchief. And she goes, she's like, do you remember this handkerchief? And I was like, no. She's like, you don't remember who gave me this? And I was like, no, I don't. And she said, yeah. She's like, when your tío Chava, her son, passed away at the funeral, she's like, you handed me this handkerchief. And ya lo vi. And I was like, oh, yeah. Era el pañuelo de Luis. Luis handed it to me and said, here, dáselo a tu abuelita. Um, so she was like, so it was sweet that que se acordó. And then I was like, oh, ya me acordé. So mi abuela, mejor memoria que yo, del pañuelo. So that's our fault for drinking so much. And yeah. for me, like for me, I smoked a lot of pot. Did you guys ever, did you guys smoke weed? I don't no, know. Never. You, no, never. Not really. First fresh time was like Amsterdam recently and it's super legal there. Re really? Yeah. Fresh new year. There was a period of maybe it was spring quarter that Lisa and I, I guess w had started doing it or we first got introduced to it. And so we were like, smoking it like very often i'd say a few times a night and then we would go to our other, our other friends like dorm room because he had it and like so we smoked it with him and yeah i, I don't know like i don't know por qué nos pegó eso. and so but it was just it was freshman year and then sporadically throughout like college so i didn't start smoking we <laughs> funny we're transitioning from family this is why it's a random episode Family birthdays at 93, yes. turning 93 to smoking weed. I remember trying weed for the first time. I was the anti-drug. I, I think I've mentioned this in our podcast before. I was very naive, but I was very firm in certain beliefs because I didn't know anything. I, I was young. I went to private school. I went to Catholic school from like first grade all the way through high school. I was anti-drugs. I didn't drink. I mean, I, I think the first time I, well, the first time I drank was I have three memories of my drinking. Once I was curious about alcohol when I was in the rancho with my grandparents and my grandpa gave me, you know, the little cap of the Presidente bottles. Yeah. So yeah. He gave me a little cap full. He's like, oh, ¿quieres saber qué es esto, mija? And he gave me a little cap full. He had me taste and I was like, oh, ¿qué es esto? And he's like, tómatelo, you know? And he gave me that. And me acuerdo que estaba en la maca y me empezó a mecer. Me dio una mareada que dormida. That was, I think, my first <laughs> drunken thing. But my grandpa was like, you know? My second time remembering being drunk, I was, my, I told you guys I had a friend that was like 15 in the fifth grade. <laughs> Pobre amiga, esa morra como que no agarraba la onda, ¿no? ABD, not ABC. Um, <laughs> it was for Quintanera, and I think we were in the sixth grade, and she was she was turning 15, and we were, my it was me, my friend Sarah, and some other friend, I don't remember her name. Uh, I can't remember right now, thank you, Weed. Um, we were the madrinas de champaña for the quinceañera. You know how you have madrinas for everything, right? Wait, so you were in the fifth grade? 
I think it was in the sixth, fifth or sixth grade. And okay. she was 15 and she, and she was, was I digo, la morra estaba mal, oh. And you were a freaking, and you were sponsoring Ma something like I was sponsoring as a oh minor. So mind you, okay, oh that's Lord. why I live on, I grew up on Defiance Avenue and Watts. We don't give <laughs> So here I am by being the madrina de champaña for this girl that's a full-on grown adult in the fifth grade, <laughs> sixth grade. And I drank some of that champaña, you know, because it wasn't apple cider. I need to know how that girl ended girl, up. Girl, not cool. Let me oh, tell you. Oh, mind. she, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened to her. I hope she's okay. Recently, I saw some images, some pictures of her um, shared through another person that found me on the web. But anyway, I hope she's good. She's a great person. Yeah. Que Dios la bendiga y todo, you know. Pero... I remember drinking at her quinceañera and being a little drunk because I was dancing and I started noticing that me estaba yendo para los lados, you know? And my friend, my friend Hugo was like, Pero, get it together, your, your brother's coming. And as soon as he said my brother was coming, girl, I was like, I'm good, I'm good. But you're me, walking like you me. were like a drill sergeant. Yeah, you had all this stiff energy. <laughs> you were like. So no, but as soon as he said that I wanted to puke, so he like caught my puke in his hands, okay? Caught my oh. <laughs> my dear friend he was like uh okay oh. he wasn't even grossed out i looked at his face and he was just like okay this is part of the he process was, it's cool he liked you he liked you. no I, I, would catch, been, I would catch no one's puke in my hand i have to be in no, love with you you have fathered my, my child. homie what a no, great he was at all my friends since like we, we grew up together we used to do our dance you know dance routines together him and i from marisa so and sweet. then um you know, we would, he, he's one of, he's a great guy. He, I love him to death because he's one of those people that you can be like, Hey, you remember my childhood? And he can bring back those memories. So anyway, my friend will catch my vomit. It was like, Oh, Rasio's here. Oh crap. You know, but that was the second time. And then my, my official time where I intentionally wanted to be drunk was after prom. I was not even during prom. No one drank, no one snuck in any alcohol, but it went to the after party of like las, las, las chingonas, you know, the girls, the cool girls of the, of the school had an after party at the Bonaventure. So we got a secret invite kind of thing. So we ended up going. And your your niece, right, who we call Prima, Alba and I, had a couple yep. coronas, had some drinks. And then we were in the closet, be like, why aren't we friends? Like, you sit behind me in, like, AP English. And, like, oh, my <laughs> God, ¿por qué no nos hablamos? Todas pedas, we bonded, and we've been, you know, super amigas since then. But those are the times I can remember of the drinking. But with like, I was always and like against drugs. When it came to drugs, I was like, no. So weed to me was like a major drug. It was it was crack. It was cocaine. It was everything. I was like, no. Whoever does that, it's I'm against it. So I remember freshman year, my my I turned 18 in January. So everyone's a little bit older than I was, right? So I turned 18, and my friends came to visit. My friend Jackie, my friend Fabian, my friend Fabian brought me like a brick of weed. I don't know whoever's listening, please. I'm sorry, but yes, this is what happened. I was like, how in the world? Oh my God. So I'm like rezando. I was like, you need to take this away now. You know, I don't believe in this. So he ends up, he's like, chill girl. He's like, chill, just try it. And I was like, oh. and it, and it took, it took me a minute, but I had to process it. And I was like, you know what? It's, it's I'm in college. I'm here to try new things. But you know what? Okay, I'll try it. And after that, forget it. I became, like, I loved it. Yes. The, so anyway, that's when the first time I tried it. And I remember taking a picture for my 18th birthday in our bathroom because we tried to hotbox it. And it didn't work because when we turned on the lights, the fan would turn on. So it would take away the smoke. So anyway, um, that's what we did. And I remember trying it then. And after, since we had so much, I would smoke more often. I keep doing it. So I, it became one of the, like a habitual thing. And I really enjoyed it because I would, it would bring me to think about things and discuss things so chill in a chill mode where I was like hey I understand your perspective 
but this, you know? So anyway, I think that's had a lot to do with my memory loss or things, me not remembering certain things. So I wish to be 93 and remember everything, but I need to start recording my life now for real. And now we have all these like, you know, gadgets, like smartphones where we can do it. You know, you know what? Speaking of college and we can, we can edit this out. Who kissed Fabian? I feel like somebody that like we would hang out with kissed Fabian. I'm not going to edit out. <laughs> uh, don't edit it out. Oh, everyone, Fabian was my high school friend. Not even high school. We became friends in fifth grade. He was my little novio. And then he was just my homie for life. You know, yeah. everyone knew he was not going to be the man for me. <laughs> anyway, because you think at that yeah. age, you're like, this is a man I'm going to marry. No. Everyone's like, you're going to marry Fabian. You're going to marry Fabian. No, I'm not. Yeah. I knew it. Then I know it, it now. Yes. I knew it. But Fabian was a, is a dear friend of mine. I love and care for him deeply. And um, I think a lot of people kissed, kissed Fabian. The first one was Cynthia. <laughs> oh, the first that's one what was it was. Cynthia. Yeah, Cynthia was and then Cynthia. he did kiss Lisette. But then, you know. I remember Lisette. It's all good. But I think, do you guys remember my friend Carlitos and Calvin and, and Fabian? Fabian, I think, is the most. I just remember Fabian. One. He got around. He got around. So, for sure. But, you know, God bless his soul. He He was just trying to, you know have a good time he, d he didn't go to college so he was just like i'm living college life through you vero yeah <laughs> yeah so speaking of college so are, have you guys been following that new uh facebook group the the years that you I lived in i love it i love it yes. did christian our friend started because he yeah. seems like a master on there i don't know if he started it i don't know no i don't think he started us. it but he's he's on yeah. it he invited us. It's like been a he walk down us. memory lane. I enjoy watching when all of you For publish sure. on it. Like I published my doggy today because people were like, oh, our animals were a big part of our lives. Yeah. But my God, it takes me back. Someone gave the link to be able to look up your information on gold. And they said, as long as you can remember your perm number, and if you can't with your birthday and your social, they'll give you uh -huh. your perm and then you submit your perm. And of course, if you don't remember your pin, like I didn't remember any of that perm number was like our student ID. Uh, you're able to like guess five things about yourself in college. Like what was your major? You know, you should know them as a security. What was the class you took? What did you declare as? Of course I got that shit wrong. I don't, I don't have, I didn't do weed and I have Vettel's memory. So I don't know what happened there, but um, <laughs> truthfully, truthfully, I was like, whatever. So I just emailed them and I'm like, Hey, I can't remember this. And they're like, answer these five questions. And those are really easy to pass. It's like, where did you study abroad? Oh, okay. What did you declare as your major? I mean, they really asked me some five simple questions and then it was awesome they give it to me and guys i was able to log on and go to all of my classes that i ever took oh. and and see your grades and i'm like i don't even remember these teachers i don't remember these classes and all these memories you guys came flooding back projects classes and i'm realizing like whoa i didn't know my favorite teacher until like my junior year and then i took up all his classes in my last years you know your memory was kind of different how you remember things and then it brought me back to like hermanas and sigma Zeta and like the things i did because of the classes i was in it's a beautiful page to see and it took me to a place that i'm like this is master reminiscing it's beautiful i remember my per number i had to remember it and uh, I was trying to get my transcripts because, of course, you know, you, you girls know, I've been trying to apply to get my MBA for a long time. And it's one thing that I want to do. I eventually will. My husband supports me in this. He's like, you will get your MBA. Well, he recently, he got his MBA just last year, 2019, UCLA, Anderson. Great for him. But I'm like, this is what I want. So I, I know for a long time, I kept kind of weighing out, do I need it? Do I not? The kind of work I do. Um but being the fact, being the person that I am, I love to learn. I love to learn new things. I like to just kind of have concrete information and facts. I want to be like, okay, trust me on this because I know this because of X, Y, and Z. 
So I had to get my permit for that. And I remember reviewing my transcript and I'm like, oh my God, I took that class. I took that one. And then I took that one. But I had the biggest remembrance, like memory thing that popped up yesterday when I was um, somehow I was making breakfast. I did a, a IG a story on it and I was making a story. Uh, I did a story holding my my baby, you know, holding Archie, getting him my pumped milk into botellita so I can cook at the same time while Otto had the kids outside. And I remember I started remembering the, the detention centers doing the sterilization and the detained women there. And... I started thinking about how like, damn, the United States has just been up on everybody's business and like body. Um, the Peace Corps, I remember learning in my Latin American film class with Professor Fuentes. And last yesterday when I was cooking, this is when it came back to me. I remember learning about how the Peace Corps actually, when they were in Bolivia, were sterilizing women. And I, I was in that class with, with Christian and that's when Christian was like, I'm Bolivian. And he he was talking about, you know, his experience as a Bolivian American and all that, but and what he knew. But I I was thinking about all that. I'm like, damn, it's funny how when we're in college and when we're in school, we are there to learn, right? And experience life and the growing of questioning ideas and questioning how things are. It made me it made me yearn for that feeling of wanting to just investigate and learn and research and want to find out more. So I started looking up all these documents on the expulsion of the Peace Corps of Bolivia in like 1970s and wanting to understand why. Why do we have such a hard time with with other ethnic groups and other, you know, communities being who they are? And when it comes to, you know, their beliefs in 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 reproduction and family. So it had my mind just going and, you know, wanting to understand that. Uh, I touched on this a little bit earlier before we jumped on to record the process of us going backwards with this new nominee for SCOTUS, right? And scary to think that now we're thinking of the outside picture, you know, like uh, Otto put it to me in, in simple terms because I was discussing it with him. He goes, we're like the Hunger Games. You guys have watched the Hunger Games or read the books? Have you guys? Yeah. No. Yeah, so there's so districts. You know, okay. read, Irene. All, read all the Irene, books, you, all the movies. I read all the books. Yes, I read all the books. And, you know, it, and if you think about Handmaid's Tale and then the districts uh, in the Hunger Games. So he's like, think about the United States being as a, the, the main district, right? The district, the capital, the capital. And then you have all these districts providing everything to the capital. He's like, the United States is that capital. We go into other places and just at will do what we want and take what we want from these people, from everyone else. Now, he, that, that's who we are and that's and, and I thought about it I was like shit yes you're right you know how, who gives us that right who gives us that power name of democracy go for it you know like we're there to do something good but when I thought about it in the sense of the Peace Corps going into a country like Bolivia and doing this kind of stuff that was scary shit and now thinking about how you know RBG rest in peace fucking real one right there did so much gave us the opportunity to be able to do things like this right yes. be able to speak our mind share our stories and have our voice be heard now we have a nominee that we don't know right we have our president that's like hey just the fact that because he thinks that the election might go into the court to be a deciding factor there's so many other things at risk and that makes me scared. How do you girls feel about that? Yeah, I think just since Friday when Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away, it was like, it was so sad because she was such a pioneer and this woman that we look up to when she did so much and even at 87, like she spoke so eloquently, like all the work that she 
did. And I feel with this new nominee and, and everything that they're trying to do right now so fast, like I saw a meme, like if, if the president had moved as fast as he's doing now with like the pandemic, we wouldn't have 200,000 dead. So just, I don't know. It's just, it, I'm so scared for it. Like for our future, like, are we going to be allowed to even vote as women? Like, are, are they, are they in a limit? Like I even thought about that. I don't know if it's going to go to that, but I thought about that. It's, it's really, really scary. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Cause everyone was talking about how 2020 was like this, not everyone, but a lot of people think like, this is really heading in the path of these scary scenarios. Like, the Handmaid's Tale about women and their rights being taken away and, you know, the Hunger Games, the originator of sort of like levels and who gets what. We are all, to some point, we understand that the U.S. has done a lot of deeds that is completely taking advantage of other countries for our own gain. And now our own country is fair game. It's like crazy, right? Like we're so at a point where we don't even hide that we might do things that are completely going to degrade and minimize efforts that we've made in a country for women for minorities for immigrants and it's funny because if you listen to us and you don't agree and you're on the other side of the spectrum that's okay too like you can have your view but our perspective is that we're going backwards with this we're absolutely going backwards because women's rights they, they shouldn't be up to question that we already fought this battle we already fought this battle. Like our bodies are our bodies. Yep. Our right to vote is our right to vote. That there's still conversation about what you can do with our bodies. But of course, right? Because we are those same countries that think that we can go into Bolivia in the 70s, 80s, 60s and make these decisions like we did with Central America, like we've done in African nations, like wherever we can take from. We love being American. We're patriotic. We love our country. It's not a left or right thing to love your flag and your country and be patriotic and be born here. So be proud of that. But you can still be really afraid your country you can still be really afraid for making these progressive moves and then wiping all that time back and changing everything so nothing has scared me most as this has scared me to be really honest like i wasn't super scared about voter fraud i mean we're becoming so jaded i was like i don't know if trump's gonna win or not and i don't necessarily vote for him so i know that i have skin in the game for the other side whoever they may be like i'm i'm very proud to say i'm a bernie supporter and he keeps not making it to the place where i want him to right because he's too radical too socialist too aoc but that's what I stand and I'm willing to stand for Joe and Kamala and I'm willing to go that route and whatever happens happens and I wasn't scared but now a Supreme Court justice now losing RBG like it's like oh my god this is getting seriously terrifying seriously terrifying wherever you stand because my view is that we are wiping down and tearing down the progressive moves and decisions that we've made as a country with our history in mind with a history of like we're not a perfect country you can love America and say we're not perfect you can can judge a country and then i love people that love to judge a yes. country that's never been to another yes. my fellow citizens like you've never left your town like you only live in your state like do you really know about these things that are happening in other parts of the world and how we we may be wrong so i'm trying to just be critical and and be of course on my side of the aisle what i believe but i'm scared i am scared for what's happening right now be honest i think it's it's pushing everyone to be to to automatically think pay, be patriotic but there's a difference between being patriotic and being nationalistic. And we're pushing that right now. We're pushing that. We're going over the edge on nationalism. And that when it, you become nationalist, that's when it becomes scary. And that, that's where I feel not the majority, but the minority, which is now leading in a sense has a representation, is guiding us toward push back that progressive movement. It, it's disguised under patriotism. 
but it's really nationalism. And that's the scary part. Crazy, when you mentioned voter fraud right now, mail-in ballot, Trump, when he first came into the presidency in 2016, assigned a task force to look into mailer fraud, mail-in ballot fraud. And the results came back as non-existent, like no. And after that, we heard nothing about this task force. And now, until now, in 2020, when the election's coming up, nothing, silencio. And now he's just attacking, you know, he attacked the USPS. He attacked, you know, the whole mail-in ballot. Obviously, we're not a political commentary podcast. This is something that's really affecting us. This is what's going to affect us as women, as we just mentioned, as women, as Latinas, and as just citizens of this country as american citizens we need to make sure that when we do elect people whoever isn't in office we hold them accountable and we hold them to the the responsibilities of that office and at this moment i feel that the president isn't doing that for us it's one of 2020 is that year is a year that's going to either make or break us in different aspects of our lives and in this sense just as people in this country, it really will determine where we're headed in the next four years and if we're going to be able to overcome a system that is, you know, focused on hatred and division and systematic racism. Like, are we going to be okay with it and how are we going to survive it? And the beauty is that of our system is, I mean, that we can allow eight years of power and the fact that this man wants to challenge that is scary. But as a people, I think we can we can overcome that. Wow, this ended up being a really sad and serious drunk episode. I know. <laughs> but we're not really sure drunk. Was. The thing is, you know, we're we're serious and we're no. sober and we're here. And it started with celebration, but it's also a lot of honesty that there's some fears out there with this politicized climate. And it's so funny how Beto, you say that Trump had that study done and then he was all about it. But of course, now he's all quietly sweeping that under the rug. Yeah, the study only showed that like what happens is that in states like ours and blue democratic states, like we're all about mailing violence. So he'd he'd lose, Mm -hmm. like he's more likely to lose if the system works how it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. But in rural America where people are kind of skeptic and do things old school maybe and they go and they line up and they vote that is something where mailing ballots they're not going to use the mailing ballot that's the thing that's why he's at a disadvantage it's not about fraud it's about statistically most people who are actually going to use the mail system are likely a bit more on this side and leaning towards feeling like you're an unjust president making unjust decisions and it would be morally wrong to vote for you now again not judging those that want to vote for trump that's just the view of the other side the blue states do not agree and obviously i'm not saying anything new and the blue states are the ones that are more likely to mail in that ballot and of course for him to block that i was talking to my mailman and he was talking about how things are bad like things are bad we're working less we're seeing the changes and i feel like these poor people like they just go to work every day who knows how long they've worked for the u.s postal system like why do we have to mess with their livelihoods why does homeboy arturo why doesn't he get more overtime because of this political thing why are we taking it out on the everyday man you know it's crazy homeboy arturo, homeboy arturo, homeboy arturo, arturo walk man. down the street like he does every day for <laughs> 65 million miles and give us our mail it's very very sad our homeboy Ernesto, our homeboy Ernesto, you know, trying to make right. our homeboy Robert, man. our homegirl Sue, like they just try to live their lives yeah. and deliver the mail. I bought hella stamps. And this is the part of, of this. I really did. I went and bought stamps. <laughs> I've had so many stamps. I'm like, let me mail shit. Let me yeah, mail it now. Please do. There's, there's nothing wrong with a handwritten no. letter. How popular you are determines who wins the election, right? And I'm going to vent this because I vented it last week and I realized that it really put, um, it really traumatized <laughs> me. 
when I ran for president in eighth grade <laughs> and I got vice president over the, I, I got vice president. I didn't promise Nintendo during lunch. Oh God. And that everyone would get Nintendo promises, promises, give me tangible things. Well, show me, show me the money. Did that person really do that? Or they lied? Yeah. They really no, did? No, of course not. They promised Nintendo. And people believed it. And I said, I said, if I lost to Nintendo, I better be playing some Mario Brothers and some Donkey Kong up in this joint. I mean, nada. Donkey Kong wasn't Nintendo, but anyway, but another. But anyway, popularity, all that. So yes, we're still happy to be here. We're still celebrating. We're celebrating life in every episode. We celebrate our uniqueness, family, our stories, our family stories, the voices before us and the people ahead of us. Listen to our stories. Thank you, ladies, for giving us the time today. We want to remind you that you, if you want to keep the conversation going, if something, you know, our conversation today sparked an idea, make sure to email us. Our email is admin at Level Love Latina. You can Facebook and Instagram with our handle at Level Love Latina. Anything you need, we are here for you. Do not hesitate. And other than that, Thank you so much. And like Irene says, and Sissy and all of us say, don't forget to level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. Thank you so much. Y ahí nos vemos. Bye.